Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is TJ Martin, church pastor at Parker Ford Church. Welcome to our ongoing midweek teaching series on the character of God. This series, we're being joined by leaders from North Point Church and Daybreak Church. If you were with us last week, then you got to hear an awesome teaching by our brother, uh, Dave Hakes, who serves as church pastor over at Daybreak Community Church. Today, we are continuing uh, this series. I'll be your teacher uh, today, a guide as we continue through uh, the attributes of God. Throughout this series, we're looking at some of the defining character traits or attributes of God as revealed in the scriptures. We're asking the questions, who is God and how does he act in the world? And the series is really uh, set up in two stages. Uh, the first 10 weeks or so of this series is asking the question, who is God as, as the scriptures reveal him, like major attributes of, of who he is. And then the second half, of this series, we'll be asking questions about how he acts in the world. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about God's omniscience, that he knows everything. This whole series is being uh, set up by this uh, beautiful quote from A.W. Tozer in The Knowledge of the Holy, where he says, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. So omniscience, uh, there's two uh, words here, omni, meaning all, and scient, or knowledge. Uh, he knows and he sees all. This is a pretty important doctrine or attribute character trait of God to wrestle through. Um, the fact that he knows and he sees all. And there's lots of uh, scriptures that speak to this, and we'll be looking at a few key texts as we go through it today. Um, it begs the question, though, and many people have asked this question, if God knows everything, he sees everything, then why do I need to confess my sins? He already knows it. Or why do I need to pray? He already knows my thoughts. Um, and we'll be answering that, hopefully, a little bit. But the, the main thing to keep in mind when we think about the fact that God is all-knowing is that at the same time, he's also relational. It's one of the first things we know about God through the scriptures is that God loves relationships. And so even if he knows things, he still wants to be in a relationship with us. I think about that from the perspective of a parent. There's a lot about life and a lot about my kids that I know at this point that I know that they don't know. And they're going to grow in wisdom and stature and they're, they're going to learn stuff along the way. And there'll be a day 20, 30 years down the road where I'm not going to know nearly as much more than them that I do today. But while they're young, while they're little, I know all kinds of things about them that they don't know. All things, all kinds of things about the nature of life and what they'll face and, you know, the personalities that, that they don't yet know. But I still want to be in relationship with them. I still want them to explore those things and learn those things. And I think that's a great picture of what it is to be in relationship with God, even though he knows the thoughts in our hearts and the things we struggle with. He loves us as his children. This is how the scriptures reveal the relational character of God is he is father. So he wants to be in relationship with us. He wants us to speak to him and ask him questions and wrestle through stuff uh, because he's a very relational God. By way of review, just a couple things that we've covered. Um, the first four character traits of God that we've covered in this series are that we started with uh, the fact that God is incomprehensible. That doesn't mean that he can't be known it means that he can't be known fully because he is infinite and we are finite. We, we can never box him in. And so there's always 
there's always going to be a need for us to continue to grow. There's always the need for us to approach him in humility because he's bigger and greater and grander and always will be. And so it's important for us to understand that even though we can know him through the ways he's revealed himself, he's also unknowable from the standpoint of, of he's inexhaustible and he's infinite. And then we looked at one of the really mysterious character traits of God, which is the Trinity, that he is both three and one, Father, Son, and Spirit, but one God, one Lord, one Savior. And so we, we tackled a difficult doctrine, the Trinity. And then we looked at God's self-sufficiency. He's always existed. Nobody created him. Uh, he's self-existent. He doesn't have a starting point. He doesn't have an ending point. And he doesn't have needs. Uh, thank goodness we don't have a needy God. He is a God of overflow. And then last week, Pastor Dave from Daybreak touched on uh, the unchangeable character, the immutability of God. It's so good. If you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. I was really encouraged by his teaching. So today, as we, as we look at uh, God's omniscience, the big idea is that God knows everything. And he's the source point of all truth, knowledge, and wisdom. Uh, everything that is good comes from him. He is the source point of it all. Uh, including all truth, knowledge, and wisdom. Isaiah 40, 13, this is the same passage where the prophet Isaiah, a few verses later, says, those who wait upon the Lord will rise up on wings like eagles. Well, before that, a few verses before that, he says, who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> Obviously, nobody, nobody can advise the spirit of the Lord. Nobody knows enough to give him uh, advice or teach him. That's not how this relationship works. We don't go to him to offer him our advice. Um, we go to him to receive from him his leading, his, his knowledge, his wisdom. But that's certainly something I think we're tempted to do, right? To play God, to tell him how to do his job, to, to try to advise him. Um, we can certainly pray and ask him and, and ask him to reveal himself, but Nobody can advise the spirit of the Lord. Uh, he knows it all and, and sees it all. It reminds me of the passage in Job. At the end of Job, when uh, the Lord finally speaks out of the heavens to Job and his friends, and the Lord says, where were you when I formed the earth? Where were you when I cast the stars into the cosmos? Where were you when I taught Leviathan, the sea giant, the, uh, how to swim and play in the, in the ocean depths? Where were you? Uh, another great rhetorical question. You didn't even exist. Uh, I'm the one who did all of that. So who's able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Nobody. Uh, Tozer says about the omniscience of God, to say that God is omniscient is to say that he possesses perfect knowledge and therefore has no need to learn. But it is more, it is to say that God has never learned and cannot learn. Chew on that statement for a minute. God has never learned and he cannot learn. It's impossible for God to learn because he's always possessed all knowledge of the past, of the future of all events, he knows it all. The first part of Tozer's statement, when he says that uh, to say God is omniscient is to say that he possesses perfect knowledge, it reminds me of John chapter six, when Jesus says some pretty hard things and a bunch of people who were following him leave him. And then he looks at his disciples and says, are you gonna leave me too? And Peter, the spokesman of the disciples says, where would we go? And then the beautiful line, you alone have the words of life. He possesses perfect knowledge. He's never learned anything because he's always known everything. 
in the Evangelical uh, Dictionary of Theology, uh, G.R. Lewis in his article on the omniscience of God, he says, God differs from other spirits, not only in being, so not only in substance, but also in knowledge. God's intellectual capabilities are unlimited and God uses them fully and perfectly. God is omniscient. God knows all things. As it says in 1 John 3.20, we'll look at that verse in a moment. Jesus has this attribute of deity also for Peter says, this is in John 21 at the end of the gospel of John, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. God knows all inward thoughts and outward acts of humanity. This is the verse that that he quoted from 1 John, the Apostle John writes, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. He could literally, John could have literally inserted the word omniscient here, right? All knowing, he knows everything. This is uh, such an important doctrine for us to think about. And so I wanna ask you the question, um, do you think that there is anything that God doesn't know? When you think when you think about God's omniscience, you think about this doctrine, do you think there's anything that God doesn't know or understand? Maybe wrestle through that. Why is it important to be a lifelong learner? Uh, a number of years ago, this is back when I lived uh, closer to the city in Philly and in our neighborhood, I would go for runs just around our neighborhood. And one day I was out on a, on a jog around the neighborhood and I was meditating on, on the great commandment. When Jesus was asked, when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I was thinking about those four categories of love. Um, and I was thinking, I was doing like a personal inventory. What does it look like in my life? Am I loving God with all my heart? Am I loving God with all my, all my soul, all my, all my mind, all my strength? And the one that was really standing out to me that day was my mind. And I was convicted, like as I was meditating and praying through that, I, I felt like I was convicted by the Holy Spirit that I'm, a, I'm naturally a pretty heart-based person and, you know, grab my guitar and worship. And it's easy for me to love God that way. But when it comes to how I think and how I, I live a disciplined life and, and uh, engage learning and, and loving God with my mind, I was really convicted that I, that was probably the area where I really needed to grow um, the most at that point. And I can, I can uh, trace a line from that day to this day, you know, six, seven years later and see how, how much um, the Lord's been faithful uh, to help guide me and, and lead me and answer that prayer. Um, and it's just really convicted me over the years to love God, not only with my emotions, my heart, but to love him with my mind and, and how I think. And so uh, just look at your own life. How, why is it important if to be a lifelong learner? If God is all knowing, if he has all knowledge and all wisdom, why is it important for us to chase after that like a treasure as the book of Proverbs repeatedly invites us to do? Why do you think God's omniscience is an important doctrine? So if you think about this character trait of God, why is this an important attribute of God to understand and to believe in and to trust in as we walk with Jesus? I said at the beginning that, you know, some of this has to do with the question of, you know, if God is all knowing, what does that mean for me to live my life? Um, <laughs> if he knows everything about me, why, why do I need to confess my sins? Why, why do I need to pray? 
this week, the verse that I've been meditating on the most is uh, first, first Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18. It's three beautiful, simple statements captured in these three verses. Verse 16 of first Thessalonians 5, 16 says, rejoice always. It's at one of the shortest verses in the Bible, rejoice always. And then comes a statement, pray without ceasing, which I don't know about you, but when I was younger, it felt like this like impossible thing. Like, how can I pray without ceasing? Like, I'm going to fail that. Um, but it's more of an invitation. I've, I've grown to learn that this isn't an invitation from the Lord to be in constant communication and relationship and conversation with him. And so rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And then Paul says, and give thanks in all circumstances. When I think about God's omniscience, that he knows everything, um, I, I think about that, those statements. Um, wow, he knows everything, he's good, he's trustworthy, so rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, stay locked in in relationship with him, and give thanks in all circumstances. So that's my commission, my challenge to you as you wrestle through this doctrine and these questions. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Thanks so much for joining us uh, today and throughout this series. I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I hope you have a great day. Go with God.